there. Welcome to Break the Norm. I'm your host, Katrina McGee. I'm a certified life coach with an MBA who survived 15 years in the corporate world. I'm here to teach you how to break the norm and pursue an unconventional path to career success. I'm sure you are well-versed in how to live a conventional life and achieve conventional success. But if you're here with me today, that life is so not working for you, even though you really wish it would. Well, it's time to shake things up, to do something different, and to create a new path and start living unconventionally. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another awesome episode of Break the Norm. So my special guest today is Jennifer Elston. And I'm going to tell you, I'm really excited to have her on the show with me today because I think that she has a really unique story. And what I want you to take away from her story today, among I'm sure many gems that she's going to drop on us, is the fact that Jennifer navigated a path from a really conventional career that our society would sort of instantaneously deem successful to a very unconventional career where she's actually realized more success and more impact than her conventional career could have ever given her. But she had to be so brave to take that leap, especially because a lot of people didn't understand it. So with that, I'm going to tell you how I know Jennifer and why I love her, why I'm so excited to know her as a person. So Jennifer and I met almost a year ago at the Clear Coaches Conference in Savannah. And I remember my very first interaction with her was when I was having a conversation and she kind of breezed into the room, having had some travel drama, which apparently is like not abnormal for her. And she was talking about wanting some food and how her diet is like that of like an eighth grader or something. And she just was like, I just want some simple food. I'm really hungry. And I was like, who is this person? She's very fascinating. I don't know what this is. And um, as I got to know her throughout the conference, it was like, there's so many parts to Jennifer and you have to, she's like a really great story. You kind of unravel them layer by layer and you get to know more about her. And there's so many wonderful things to know. Like the fact that she's a mom of four kids, which I was just like, the fact that she's a mom, cause she looks a lot younger than me, even though I'm pretty sure we're the same age. And the fact that she has four kids, what? But I've come to know her as a spectacular human. And so I feel blessed that she's on the show today. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about her and what she brings with her. So Jennifer Elston is a dream creator. She's a mom to four young children and a business and real estate attorney, former law firm partner turned relationship marketing entrepreneur. She's built an anti-aging and wellness empire by passionately sharing project products while mentoring others to do the same and to achieve time and financial freedom and build a life of abundance. Hi, Jennifer. I'm so excited that you're here today. Hey, Katrina. I'm excited that you had me as your guest today. And thank you for all of those kind words. I almost started laughing out loud thinking about what I eat. And it is, it's more like a five-year-old. So, no judgment. No judgment. You might have a more sophisticated palate than I do. <laughs> I love that about you. Are you kidding? Um, Jennifer, you are this magical unicorn in my mind that like the amount of courage you have, the ability to recognize opportunity and just your badassery. I'm going to say like anything you do, you do full out. Can you tell us, like tell our audience who doesn't know you, like what are you doing now? So let us know what you do, but also talk about what you sort of left from and, and why you felt that need to make a change. We're going to dive deeper into it, but just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So 
Um, I am an attorney by trade. I am a business and real estate attorney. I practiced law for 10 years in Indiana. I was a partner in a law firm there. And I worked very hard to achieve that career path uh, and where I was. But I'm also a mom of four. And I am a little bit more creative and outside the box than conventional. So there was always a little bit of something missing for me. And also... I, the stress level of practicing law and raising a family was off the charts. And I spent a lot of my time arguing with people, including my own children. Um, I did not get a lot of time at home with them. I saw my kids about an hour and a half to two hours a day during the week. Daycare and my husband were raising our children. Um, and at the time I found my current company and business, it was in, it was an accident and, but it was the, per, it was the perfect time. I should say it kind of fell in into my lap because I had been really praying and manifesting and hoping for something else to come along because I just felt like I couldn't do what I was doing anymore. It, it was draining me and I was not the same person that I was when I started. And I actually just accidentally stumbled upon my current company and career because my sister-in-law was posting her night cream results on Facebook and I ordered the product because I had bad skin and then I returned it. I hid it in my closet for a week and returned it because I thought that there was no way that it was going to work, that I had been scammed. It was buyer's remorse. Um, and then I saw my sister-in-law's result pictures and I was like, what? So it really just started with me needing to get that product on my face and then me being cheap and wanting to earn it for free. Um, and so I started the business side of it just to earn my night cream for free. And as I shared the products that I wholeheartedly believed in and still do uh, with others, that just multiplied. And it ended up putting me in a position to decide to make a full-time change. And, and I had never, when I started my business, I'm not kidding, I wanted free night cream. I didn't think, I'm going to build a global empire and be a, an entrepreneur. And I really just was like, I want free night cream because I don't want to pay for it. And if I can make any amount of money, it's a win. Because I had a five-year-old, a two-year-old, a two-and-a-half-month-old. We were blessed to adopt our first three children. And I found out I was pregnant with a fourth child at the time that I started this business. And it allowed me to walk away from my law partnership, to work my business from home. Um, a year after that, it allowed me to, to have my husband leave pharmaceuticals to be at home with me, to help me to run our business and take care of our kids. And it gave us a completely different life. Yeah. I feel like now I am unemployable. Yeah. <laughs> don't want anybody telling me where I have to be at what time and when I can leave and when I can go on a field trip with my kids or when I can take a vacation or, you know, if my children are sick, there's nobody that I have to say, Oh, I can't be there or, or feel guilty about snuggling my three-year-old on the couch all day. Yeah. So you talked about, you know, you walked away from your law practice, but I mean, for all of us listening, I'm sure we're thinking like, what was that like? Because I mean, you say it and it happened, but was there some doubt mixed in there? Was there some pushback? Was there stress? Like, what was the point that happened where you were willing to give up this quote unquote sure thing to go for this 
different thing, right? Where you didn't know all of these people had had this wild success. Like you didn't know you were going to be able to have your husband come on board um, and leave pharmaceutical sales. So, so tell us about that. Like, what was that decision like? And was it hard? Was it easy? Was there a point in time where it just became crystal clear to you that that had to happen? So I want to, yes, I'm going to answer that. And I want to address a couple things that you said there that I think are misconceptions with a lot of people out there about anything. First of all, a sure thing. No business is a sure thing, especially in corporate America. My law firm could have let me go. They could have closed. Uh, I have watched friends with sure thing corporate jobs get laid off. And um, I have had people at the very top of companies be told that they should pack their things up and leave, uh, that they were done that day who never saw it coming. So nothing is a sure thing. And I think that's the first thing that people need to realize that you have, there is no security or stability in anything, really, truly. So do something that, that you're passionate about or that makes you want to get out of bed in the morning and not sit in the parking garage in your car and not want to go inside. Um, I've or, been there, by the way. I have been in that parking garage, like yeah, trying right? to talk myself into going to the office. Um, and of course there was fear because there's always fear with change. So anytime you're going to make a change and step out of your comfort zone, there's fear. But I also felt a great amount of peace that I was going to be able to create this for myself and not have, I was walking away from a huge pile of guilt. Uh, I was guilty day in and day out all the time to someone, either my children, my, my part law partners. Um, I had had at one time another attorney say to me that at some point I was going to have to choose between being a good lawyer or a good mother. And I was never going to be willing to make that choice ever. So for me, it was scarier to think of having to make a choice like that and to continue to build stability and build up my law practice, that was to the detriment of my family because I was going to have to work more and more and more and more hours to continue to ever make money um, and, and build that practice. And I was not willing to do that either. So it was a leap of faith. It was scary, but it was also exciting. And I did have the blessing or, um, you know, I, I had already replaced my income. So I knew when I walked away, and, and it only took me nine months in, the, in this business to do it. Wow. I replaced my income, and when I made it to that point, I just felt like the law was something I could always go back to, but I was never going to have this opportunity again to run with. That's so amazing. How did you flip a switch from, I want free night cream, to like, I'm actually going to put so much into this, I might build a business on the side? Like what, like, what changed in your mind to make you feel like that was something that was possible and that that's maybe what you wanted to do with it? So a couple of things. First of all, was it, it was fun. It was a distraction. It was, there is nothing not fun about helping people look and feel better about themselves. And it was an outlet to talk to people that way. But also, honestly, I'm a nuts and bolts person. I, I am a skeptical attorney. I was trained in this way. And it was the compensation plan that I knew that if I just put a little bit more effort into it, I could multiply what I was making. And if I put a little bit more effort into it from there and I built a team, I could not only make and really an uncapped income, depending on how hard I want to work and how many people I want to bring on and help and what they do. But I could do that and support my family 
And I saw the writing on the wall that, you know, if, if I do this to a level where I could replace both of our incomes and pay off debt, we could live where we want. We can vacation where we want. We can have time freedom to be with our children and, and live a life. Because most people out there are living, but they don't have a life. Yeah. You know? I wanted a life. And so when I saw that in my mind, my eyes were on the prize. And I just decided to run with it as best that I could around everything else that I had. And it was simple to kind of fit in. Yeah. That's amazing. And so I'm just curious in your world, right? So you have a partner that is in another sort of, you know, more conventional role of pharmaceutical sales. Like people know what that is and know that that's a very, can be a very successful career. They understand that. Did you receive any pushback? Like you're a lawyer working with a bunch of other lawyers and you know, your husband's in pharma sales. Like, was there pushback from anyone? Like, was your husband kind of like, gee, Jen, I think this is kind of crazy. Was anyone in your law firm? Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, direct sales, that's crazy. Was there, was there any point where you started to feel like you had to really move against sort of expectations of others or were people generally really supportive? Most people were actually very supportive. My husband was very supportive from the get-go. He always saw it. He always saw the potential and what was there. And we have tremendous belief in the products that we have. And so the kind of pushback that I would get was really sort of what I talked about before, which is, well, what if people stop buying? Well, what if this changes? Well, what if that changes? Well, what if people stop hiring our law firm? Or what if somebody gets into a scandal? Or what if the, the doors close? For whatever reason, things can happen. What if half the partnership leaves? I mean, those... Things happen every single day. There's always that what if. And your what if just has to be a little bit stronger than theirs. And mine was, instead of thinking about what the worst case scenario was, what's the worst that could happen, I was always thinking about what, but what's the best that could happen? What's the best thing that could happen? I love that. I'm just taking notes. I thought that was awesome. Um, so... I understand from what I know about your business that it seems like, at least in my opinion, that you would have to be more visible, right? So when you're a, law, a lawyer working in your law firm, you're kind of more behind the scenes. And the business that you have now, like it's, it's you, like you selling products, but also you and like your credibility and things like that. Was there any discomfort with moving to, because you know, I'm finding that as well, um, being a life coach, like this is me. I'm not a market researcher anymore behind a desk doing research. Like it's much more about me being vulnerable, me being open and like me being, bringing my whole self to what I'm doing. Like, was there any points of discomfort for that? Was that an adjustment for you at all? Or has it, has it been pretty smooth as far as like sort of transitioning from behind the scenes out to the spotlight? Um, there's still discomfort. I'm an introvert. I don't want to be the center of attention. I don't want, um, attention on me really in any capacity. I do enjoy social media. I've built my business primarily from social media because I can um, put stories out there. I can write things. I can be witty. I can put opinions out there, but I'm not necessarily having to do it on the phone or on a video or so every time I do have to speak in front of people or really put myself out there, heck yes, I'm nervous and I don't really want to do it. My stomach starts to hurt and I try to make up the excuses why I shouldn't do it. But it's kind of, it's cliche, but you know, nothing ever, nothing awesome ever happens in your comfort zone, right? So I always have to do the Mel Robbins five, four, three, two, one, and just do it because what's the best that could happen 
from, from everything that we do and put out there. And I also look at it like this, when I go around and train people or speak at events or, um, or put a video on social media, it, it has nothing to do with me and everything to do with helping other people. So who am I to not share my knowledge, what I've done that has worked, what I have learned or heard from others? That's just, that's selfish, really. And so the, the spotlight isn't on me. The limelight is not on me, but I want to share what I have to help other people. That's amazing. I know that's a hard reframe, right? Like it's one that I struggle with myself because I know that I, you know, I have something I want to share with other people, but sometimes it can feel very self-centered. Like the spotlight is on me. So I think it's awesome to reframe that in a way that it's like, if you believe that what you have will help others, like who are you not to share that? So I have to ask, like, conventional lawyer lawyering herself to like an early grave just with the amount of work that she was doing. And now like freedom seeking direct sales, relationship marketing, like kicking it, owning a team, like having a team of really amazing people, a huge team of really amazing people and lots of success. Like what has that impact been to both your life and your, and your sense of business? Like how has this impacted your family and your, your little kids and also just, you know, yourself and your sense of self and what you realize is possible for you and what you're able to create for yourself. Yeah. So this has been a, a personal development journey for the most part. And I was somebody who used to make fun of personal development. My husband used to read personal development books before bed and all the time he's read everything. And I used to be like, Hey, give me your book so I can fall asleep. <laughs> and I would not even make it through a page. And I was very skeptical and cynical. And I realized that over time, because of what I was doing and who I had become, I was very bitter about a lot of things. And I thought people who were positive were annoying, right? So we all know people like that too. Well, I was that person four and a half years ago. And it has been a complete change in um, my belief in myself, my belief in other people in just having a general positive outlook in wanting people to win instead of being jealous of other people. I want everybody to win. I have an abundance mentality now. I do not have a jealous, oh, we, only I can do this because there's not enough to go around for everybody. I want everyone to win. That is very different from who I used to be. And I'm, and I'm teaching my kids that. And I am also teaching my kids and myself and my team and my, my friends and those that I talk to and coach that it is absolutely 100% okay to want more, to be more, to have more, to do more. That doesn't mean you're not grateful for what you already have. I think especially as women, we get stuck in a pattern of feeling like any time we want more, we feel guilty for that because that means we're not grateful for what we have, that we're not happy with our significant other, that we don't love our children enough, that we're that we're being selfish, but that's just simply not the case. And it has really opened my eyes to a desire to spread that message to people and let people realize that, yes, you should be in a place of gratitude, 100%. That is the number one. When you're in a place or in space of gratitude in your life and not focusing on what you don't have or what you wish you had, you will be happier and more successful, period. But wanting that, wanting to be more successful, wanting to have more, wanting to do more, wanting to travel, wanting to have a, a, a business, wanting to make money, wanting to go out and buy a fancy purse, if that's your thing, that is okay too. That does not make you 
um, ungrateful for what you have or a bad person. And I'm teaching that to my kids and my kids say daily affirmations and they don't really know what our job is other than you make people happy. Really? That's, That's what they think that we do. So you make people happy, you help people. And um, I watch them live a life of gratitude as well. And self-confidence, instilling that self-confidence in them that it's okay to be who they are and to want what they want. I love that. So I want you to give our audience some advice um, for people listening. You know, you've exhibited a great amount of courage and belief and you were able to you prayed and manifested this miracle, but the miracle maybe didn't come in a package that everybody would have recognized right away, but you found the courage and belief in yourself to, to take the opportunity and actually run with it. And so do you have any advice um, for our audience on sort of letting go of expectation, recognizing opportunity, finding the courage to pursue something, even if it's unconventional, even if it's sort of, you know, in its own way scary because it's maybe not as known? Absolutely. A, cu a couple of things that I would like to say. Number one, don't overthink everything. Don't overthink every opportunity that comes your way. Don't overthink every thought that comes into your head. Just take a leap of faith and do it. And think what is the best that could happen. Stop thinking about the worst case scenario. Stop acting like you're donating a kidney. You are not. You are potentially building something incredible for your family. And if you don't happen to do that, you have learned, you will learn so much in the process and you will, you, you haven't failed. The only way you failed is by, is by not taking the risk in the first place. That, that's failing. If you don't even try and if it's in your heart, explore it, explore it. It's there for a reason. And don't, one thing that I've really learned is I cannot, I simply cannot believe how judgmental people are of other people and their choices and how willing they are to express that judgment to them when they themselves have never actually done anything. It's never the really talented and successful person who's tearing down your hopes and dreams. It's like your cousin who never leaves their house and sits there and judges everybody or, or runs the gossip mill. And so in your life, do not take advice from anyone whom you would not trade places with. That is the number one Thing that I can tell people because if you do if you let somebody's opinion tear down your dreams and it's a fantastic quote that I've heard and I share it all the time if you let somebody else's opinion keep you from doing something hold you back then they better be paying your bills because they just took your future so that's think powerful going forward um, no one else's opinion matters but your own there's no one two, three, or five people that are going to make or break whatever business it is you want to pursue, except yourself. You're the only one who can make or break it. So remember that going forward. Don't take advice from someone you wouldn't trade places with. That's great advice. I love that. Um, so my last question for you is just a fun pop quiz, super easy. Um, during your point of transition, what was the biggest, it could be a person, a book, a thing, an experience, but what was the biggest support to you in making that transition? What helped you, sort of supported you the most in, in transitioning over? Oh, well, definitely my husband. I mean, he, he was an incredible support with, and, and he still continues to be, any travel, any extra 
training, any extra thing that I wanted to do, he supported it fully instead of looking at it as a loss to our family or relationship or bank account or whatever. He looked at it as an investment in our business and in my, in me and in our future. And he will say that all the time. Um, even when I get into that mode where I need to flip the script myself and I'm like, Oh, I shouldn't sign up for that. Cause that's, money we probably don't need to spend on something like that, he will say, well, that's an investment in your business. So if you're looking at it as a loss, then definitely don't do it because it's not going to work out for you because you've already, you've got the failure mentality, but look at it as an investment. So he's definitely been the number one thing that was keeping me going and supporting me. And also my own why, my own desire. Um, I'm very self-motivated. I have very personal whys related to my children. And when I didn't want to do something, when I didn't want to stay up late, when I didn't want to respond to an email, when I didn't want to talk to somebody who was complaining, still today, I focus on that why, and it's bigger than all of those things. And so I just do it. Just do the dang thing. Because I've never regretted doing anything. I've only regretted not doing things. So... That is awesome. I mean, like I said in the beginning, folks, I called this one. She's all about courage. If you want to feel inspired to be courageous, listen to this again. All right. So Jennifer, tell us, where can we find you? Um, you can find me. I have a website, which is Jen Elston, J-E-N-E-L-S-T-O-N dot Miriam, N-E-R-I-U-M dot com. And that's my business website, but there's a way to contact me on there. Or you can um, look me up and send me a message on Facebook, and it's uh, Jennifer Schulteis Elston. But if you put Jennifer Elston in there, I don't, I'm not going to spell Schulteis for you. It's too hard. You'll find it. You'll find Thank it. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for your time. I know that you're busy running an empire, so we all appreciate you stopping by to inspire us, um, even myself. Like, I feel even more inspired after having heard you talk. So thank you so much. Okay, guys, so Jennifer dropped a lot of knowledge on us today, and I just want to pull out the parts that really touched me, really resonated with me, and that I want you to take away from this podcast. You know, she talked about, at the very end, she talked about stop overthinking it, and don't ever take advice from somebody that you wouldn't trade places with. And I think that ladders up to why Jennifer is on here today on this podcast, on Break the Norm, talking about this, is because... Part of her being able to seize this opportunity was her not holding on to expectations of what it needed to look like. She felt it. It felt right. It was on her heart and she went for it. And so when you have those moments where there's something that you want to do and it's on your heart and you feel like your cousin or your so-and-so or your coworker is telling you it's a terrible idea, if that happens, ask yourself, are they somebody that you would want to trade places with? And if they're not, then their advice does not count. I think the other things that really spoke to me today were remembering that just because you're in a corporate job on a traditional path does not mean that it's a sure thing. Nothing is a sure thing. If you want to go down and the ups and downs of life and wrestle for something, make sure it's something that's really worth your time, that you're passionate about, and that fits your why. It gives you purpose. It gives you meaning. And my favorite quote, I think Jennifer had to be from Jennifer had to be, nothing awesome happens in your comfort zone. Keep pushing yourself, keep challenging yourself, continue to learn and grow as a person. And I believe your happiness will continue to grow and multiply as well. 
So with that, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Break the Norm. As always, you can find me on my website at kmcgeecoaching.com. I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks, everybody.